what I wanted to minister to you about today um, is about the family of God. So we got the holidays coming up and sometimes the holidays can be really difficult for some people because they're getting with family. They may not be able to get with family. Um, they may have to deal with things that have happened in family life many years ago and some of that stuff is coming back up again. So it's not always that easy. But what we do have to realize that there is a family, a family of God. Amen. The family of God isn't based on your birth family. And actually, you have to be born again to be a part of this family. There's another family out here. And so let's go to John 3. The book of John, chapter 3. And we'll start with um, verse number 3. No, I still have pages, so I'm going to wait. All right, John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he... Enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I, I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So we must be born of the Spirit. We must be born again. John 4 and 24 says, God is a Spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in Spirit and truth. So not from the flesh. Flesh, as he just mentioned, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So flesh is the family. Flesh is your auntie. Flesh is your mom. But you have to be born again and brought into a new family. And it's, an, and it's not about the family that you were born into. It's not about them. It's not about your race or your ethnicity. It has nothing to do with any of that. To be a part of the kingdom of God, you must be drafted in. You must be brought into this kingdom. All right, let's turn to John. John 6. John 6 and 65. Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless he has been he has been granted to him by my father or it has been granted to him by my father. So you have to be like allowed access to come into this kingdom. So when people say, you know, um, I found God. No, you didn't find God. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You had someone that's praying for you. And that is how it works. So if we turn to John 6 and 41, that's just um, straight across from it. The Jews then complain about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? 
And so a lot of times you will see that in the scripture. They'll go back to, wait a minute, don't we know you? We know your mom, we know your dad. And how is it that when he says he has come down from heaven, Jesus therefore answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. So no one comes to the father unless, you know, no one comes to Jesus unless the father draws them. So that is our job when it comes to our family members. We're praying for them. Please draw my children. Please draw them, Lord. And, and at one time when my husband wasn't saved, it was, please draw my husband. You know, bring him in, Lord. Open his eyes. Help him to understand. We have to definitely be praying. We have to pray, especially for our family. We have to be praying for them and still recognize there's a new family. Um, what family is Jesus talking about? What is this family, guys? You know, um, there is another family. And we're going to turn to Mark. Let's turn Mark um, chapter 3. And as I mentioned before, a lot of times Jesus would be, you know, speaking or doing something. And they would let him know, hey, your brother's out there. Your mom's out there. You know, as if they have something on him, like, you're not, a, you're not who you say you are. We know where you came from. But really, did they really know who he was? Um, so Mark 3, 31. Then his brothers and his mother came, and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him. And a multitude was sitting ar around him. And they said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them saying, who is my mother? Are my brothers? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my mother, who is my brother my, and my sister and my mother. Amen. 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 So that... And that's hard for us sometimes to grasp, you know, when we're thinking about family, especially in some families, you know, southern families, particularly, you know, it's us and no more. We don't allow anybody else to come in our claim. It's our group and you're an outsider, you know. Um, but that's not how God sees it. When you do the will of God, you're in another kingdom. You have been drafted in to a new kingdom. Matthew 12. Let's turn there. Matthew chapter 12 and 46. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And 
when it says whoever does the will of my father in heaven. So you have to be doing the will of God to be a part of this kingdom. So how do I know if you're doing the will of God? Well, it's by your conduct. It's by your behavior. It's not just what you say. Anybody can say, I'm a believer in Jesus. But they do something completely opposite. It is our responsibility to judge, to watch in the body of Christ. Because if not, we're fools. Because we're going to let anybody in, ravenous wolves, and not realizing what's truly inside of them. So you do. Um, I, we read um, 1 Corinthians when Paul said, it's a slight thing for y'all to judge me. Judge me. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, so check it out. No problem. And we should be the same way. And this is within the body. Because if not, you're going to have people that come in that are not right. And so you have to be able to kind of examine, okay, wait. But we do it with humility. We don't do it in judging that we're going to do something to them. But in terms of, okay, we'll help you. Because there are babes in Christ. There are different levels in terms of maturity. But we also have to examine. We have to examine one another. The scripture says, know those who labor with you. You're to know them. You're to know them. And it's just not, like I said, not with just speech. But um, God, Jesus loved his family. He loved his mother. His mother um, became a believer. You know, uh, Mary followed and she cared about Jesus. And you can see that in the scripture. Um, the scripture tells us to honor your mother and father and that we are supposed to reverence them so let's turn to first timothy i mean you you're to show honor and respect to your parents um that is a requirement not to disrespect your parents. So let's look at First um, Timothy 5. And this is talking about the church and the members of the church and how the church is set up. First um, Timothy chapter 5, starting at verse 1. Do not rebuke an older man, but exalt him as a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers. Younger women as sisters with all purity. Honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first show priority at home and repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. Now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplication and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. And these things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an, an unbeliever. So you have to care for your home. You have to care for those of your household. Those of your household are those that are in the household. And as I mentioned 
You know, Jesus loved his mother. Even as he was dying on the cross, he appointed someone to care for his mother. He appointed John. He said, care for her. This is your mom. You know, your mother and care for her. Let's turn there. John 19, 25. I don't want to just. Just say it. I want you to see that it's in the scripture. John 19. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister, his wife of Chloropus, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the, to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Amen? Amen. So that shows us, you know, the value that Jesus placed um, on family. And as I mentioned, Mary was a follower. Mary did believe. Um, she knew. And it's important for us to... To understand that, like I said, that God is creating a new family. Sometimes we feel the pain from the other family if we're not accepted in that family. And we feel that. It's like, hey, you know, I don't fit in. But you have to know that God has another family for you, which is the family of God. God has a family. And he's establishing the way he wants the family to be set up. And we must respect God's order and how he has established the family. The first thing God tells us is that we're to love him with all our heart and with all our soul. Let's turn there. And that's Matthew 22. Now that's important because that's the foundation. And that's how things get rocky. Because if you're loving mom or dad more than, than God, then you're going to have a problem. If you're loving your children more than you love God, then you're going to have a problem. You know, flesh can disappoint. That's right. Always. Flesh can disappoint. God calls us to love him first. Get your order. Get the order right. Once you get the order right, everything kind of falls in line. Amen. So loving him first is the first thing that we do. All right, Matthew 22. And verse 36. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So love God, love yourself and love your neighbor and love others. So this is where the problem comes in because a lot of times people don't love themselves. They don't love themselves. And then you have problems. You have problems in relationships and marriages because the Bible calls for the husband to love his wife 
as Christ therefore loved the church. Well, how can you love her when you don't love yourself? There's a struggle that goes on. The order is off. So we get the order right. Things get better. So love God, love yourself and love your neighbor. We can't love anything else more than God. And you always have to check that when that happens. That's always going to cause problems. Matthew 10. And that's just going backwards. We can go there. Because I want you to see it in the scriptures. Matthew 10 and 37. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And who will love son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he, will love, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. But the most important thing is we have to understand the balance that we must have. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. We cannot love father or mother more than we love God. But we must honor them. We must. And we can't love our son or our daughter more than we, we love God. I love to watch the show, I Married a Mama's Boy. <laughs> I love it because it keeps me in check. Because I would be that mother. And I would be horrible on my son's wife. I know it. <laughs> so I have to watch it to kind of like, okay, no, you can't hover all over him. You can't. Because the Bible says for the man to leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. So I can't go back and pull him and pull him. Come back. Come back to mommy. Come back to mommy. It's like not mommy anymore. And a lot of times my husband, I talk to my son and it will be like, this is what we're doing. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. Then, he, then we're talking. It's like, mom. And I'm like, okay, I know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you know? And it's like, no, no. And I was like, did you just talk to him? Did he sound like that with you? And he's like, no, he wasn't talking like that. I said, he's all upset. He's not upset. I said, but I, I thought he would leave him alone. I said, okay. All right. I'll leave him alone. I, 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 I'll let him go because I have to. And likewise, um, with the wife, you know, the Bible says for the husband and and wife to come together and the man will leave his mother and father. The woman can't keep going back to the to where they where they came from. Um, you can't. You can't keep going back. I tried that. I, when we first got married, that's all I thought about. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. So praise be to God. He put us in Connecticut and home was way down in South Carolina. So it was kind of hard to get back. <laughs> but I was trying to get back. And then he was like, well, I don't know. We don't have the money for it. So you can make a way. Well, you're going to, you know, but trying to get back. And, and I know, I think about um, Rachel in the Bible um, who married Jacob. She took something from her father's house and she took an idol and then she sat on it. And then when they came back looking for it, she said she didn't have it. She couldn't get up because she was on a cycle and she couldn't stand this whole lie, but she still was trying to take something from that family and bring it into a new family. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do it. Once you get married, and that's why marriage is so, just be careful who you marry. You don't understand the importance of marriage and the covenant that takes place that you are in the process of building another family, another earthly family. 
And that family is going to be established between you and your husband. So you're going to leave that family and build another family. But a lot of times, like I said, we go back. We try to go back. We try to go. And that causes problems. And that's not the order that God set up. He set it up. When you get married, you will cleave together. And it says Colossians 3, 19, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Don't be bitter. Now, I'm, I'm talking, so I, I'm going to talk about husbands. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do the wives. <laughs> uh, and, and don't be unequally yoked. You know, when you select a mate, it's so important that you select a godly mate. You're about to cleave and join with someone. So if you join with someone that is not a believer or a follower in Christ, can you imagine the mess that you're about to engage in? They're going to pull you away from God. So you marry someone that loves God. You love that loves God and, and is a follower of God and is already in the kingdom of God. You know, you don't want to get involved in sexual activity so early. And you don't do that until you marry. But when you do that early, you confuse things. And that you start to think, okay, everything is okay. Everything is good. With the sexual bond, oh, well, you you okay, you know, you don't seem all right sometimes, but the sex is good. No, that's not what God called us to do. That is not to occur until you're married. Amen. Amen. Because if you do it early, it clouds your thinking. You're not able to even see the mate for who they truly are. And as I mentioned, you know, wolves, you know, you know, in sheep's clothing, you, you, you got to be smart. You got to listen to people. You got to you got to have conversation. You can't have conversation if you're in the bed with them. That's right. You need conversation. You need to kind of get to know what's going on, what they're thinking. You know what? What do you what? You know, because the same thing in the body of Christ, in our family, people come in the door. We don't know them just because you say you're a Christian, just because you say you're a good man. I don't know. Show me. That's right. Show me. Don't tell me. Show me. So we have to take our time. And when we do that, God will work and he will reveal and he will show us. But a lot of times what? We're impatient. We're impatient. We want it what? Now. So we don't want to wait on God. And because we don't want to wait on God, we get ourselves into trouble. We are in worse trouble than we're supposed to. We get this order off. And when this order gets off, it causes so much chaos within our minds that you can't even believe. But we have to get the order. The order is what? Love God first. Love yourself and love your neighbors. Amen. you got to love God. And you can't put anybody before God. The Bible says that a woman's desire will be for her husband. Well, my desire is for my husband, but he is not before God. And that way, if that person is doing something that is not right, you won't just follow it. You won't just do what they're doing. No. If it doesn't line up with the word, then we're not doing that. We're going to read this word. We're going to study this word and we're going to know it. And that's what we're going to follow. And as I mentioned, who you loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And a lot of times, you know, I got to go take care of my mom. I got to go take care of my dad. I got to go be with them. I had to get the balance of that. Because that was an issue with me. It was always this fear of my, my father or mother passing away. So that fear was driving me. 
driving me to want to be there, driving me to want to make sure they're taken care of beyond what I should have been doing. So God had to deliver me from that and it's still delivering me from that because all it brought was chaos because the problems that were in that marriage I brought to my marriage because I kept going back instead of cleaving to the man that God gave me. I'm going back. I'm going back and I'm bringing it back. So if we do things the way God tells us to do it, it will be so much better. But how do we know? How do we know? Well, you have to be in the body of Christ. That's what the church is for. The church is for believers. The church is for us to learn God's way of doing things. The church is God's body. The church is God's family. Just like I read just a minute ago about the father and and the brother and the sister. There are those who do the will of God. And within the church, as we just read, there is wisdom. We just read that. Um, that was, um, was it? First Corinthians. We just read that first Corinthians six. And it talks about the wisdom that's in the body. So there is where we find the ways to go. You know, that God would lead us and tell us where to go and where not to go. Because once again, there are wolves in sheep's clothing. Turn to Matthew seven. Matthew 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravious wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bush or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So you will know people by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit. The family of God consists of people who are doing the will of God. Who obey and trust in God. Who trust in the word of God. The family of God is not based on salvation order. Like birth order. But it's based on maturity in Christ. Maturity is linked to obedience. And humility in Christ is not perfection. So perfection is is linked to pride. It's linked to pride. Anytime you have someone that they're, they're, they're perfectionists. They're dealing with pride. They are dealing with pride and they don't know it. No, I got to get this just right. I got to get this just right. That's pride. God wants us to be obedient. Back to the birth order. There, there, there's just one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the birth order. Jesus. The beginning and the end. So a lot of times the birth order. And I looked up some things about birth order because there's a lot that's to be said about birth order and how it affects us. Um, the firstborn, um, they always say the firstborn, they take on a lot of responsibility. The youngest tend to be rebels, according to this. I, you know, I, I don't. And the middle child, um, they want to get along with everybody and they try to fix everything. So I'm, I am number six. 
in my family. And it's funny because when I go back to my earthly family, my fleshly family, and that's what I call it, some kind of way at my old age, I'm getting back in that order. And I'm like, what in the world? And my husband's like, what, 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 who are you? Are you a child? Are you my wife? But I'm in that order because that order is just, you know, and then it's like, I don't know what's going on. Nobody's talking to me as an adult. And I'm like, okay, what, what's happening here? And it's like I'm going back in time. But we can't do that. We can't do that because we are new creations in Christ Jesus. So we can't go back in time and we can't get into that birth, uh, birth order. Turn to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians five, chapter five and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you are a new creation. So every time it's, I can't even explain it to you. It's, it's bondage to go back in time when Christ is trying to do something new with us. And then we're going back in time and, and was like, okay, wait a minute. No, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. That stuff, most of the stuff, I can't even remember childhood stuff. But it's like, okay, now here you sit here and we sit here and we do this. It's like, no, I'm old. (laughs) I'm not this kid. I'm not going to be conformed to that. And God doesn't want us to do that because, like I said, we have a new family. And what we have inside of us, we can give to someone else. But if the enemy puts us back in that birth order again, then we can't give them the things that God has placed in us. And the same thing you saw what they were trying to do to Jesus. When he's trying to speak, they'll say, what? Your mama's out there. Your daddy's out there. (laughs) Not your daddy because Joseph. But they will say that. Your brothers are out there. They're trying to put him back in that birth order. Put him back in there. And he's like, no, he didn't allow that. He did not allow that. So he's giving them the truth and he's speaking the word to them. And then they say that to him. And he stops them right in the mix. He said, my mother and my father, those who sit right here. And I'm going to keep on teaching and giving you the word. So you can't shut me down. You can't shut me down. You can't say, I can't give you this word and tell me that I was, how do you know about this? And how do you know about this? There's your mother and there's your brother. But that's the enemy, guys. So we have to understand what's going on. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. And we can't be doing the schizophrenia back and forth. We are who we are. We take the anointing with us when we go home, when we visit family members. If you're going to be sitting around a a table eating turkey, you bring that anointing with you. You don't get in that birth order. There's a new birth order. And the head is Jesus Christ. He's number one. Amen. And the scripture says there's no lording over one another. Like the Gentiles did. There's no lording. There can be, you can have children born in the same family and you get different results. Esau and Jacob. Twins. Esau I've hated. Jacob I love. 
Esau wanted to get rid of the birthright. He could care less. He sold it for a boil, some food, portage. He was like, I don't care. Let me eat. I don't care about a birthright. How do you have two children that are twins born from the same parents and one doesn't care? And one's like, hey, look, I, 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 I'll take it. Give me your birthright. <laughs> Give it up. You know, but God knew. And the scripture said God, God has no, he doesn't, he hates Esau because he hates that disobedience, that wild spirit that was in him. Amen. So you understand that? So that's the flesh. That was the flesh. That's the workings of the flesh. That's the flesh in operation. So we have to be spirit led. We have to realize we have a gift that needs to be given to the world, that needs to be given out to other people. And so it's very important that you stay in your proper position as a believer in Christ and not go back into those birth orders, into those positions. Amen. 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 And that's deliverance because whatever could have happened in childhood, the enemy wants us to relive that stuff. He wants us to go back in time and throw us back. We cannot allow him to do that. No. You know, you stand firm on the word of God, on who you are and what God has done in your life. You do not go back. Amen. Amen. And maturity. So that's where we're trying to get. We're trying to grow in the things of God. And as I said before, it's not based on maturity in Christ. It's not based on title. It's not based on letters behind my name. That has nothing to do with anything. Outside of this world, I have letters behind my name. But that has nothing to do with this world. As a believer in Christ. You know, Jesus, they don't, Jesus didn't care about how many letters you had by your name. Those are the ones he was having problems with. <laughs> so, amen. So, and also spiritual gifts. It's not based on spiritual gifts as well. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians. And just one over because we were in 2 Corinthians. Uh, 14. First Corinthians 14, verse 18. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet, in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brethren, do not be children. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice, be babes. But in understanding, be mature. So, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I rather speak five words with my understanding. So, many times before, I used to think when I saw people operating in spiritual gifts, oh, they're mature. They're mature. Not necessarily. That's a gift. It doesn't mean that they're mature in the things of God. Amen? Amen. And Paul went over explaining that the most important gift is love. Yeah. Then it is that you do speaking in tongues, prophesying. Love is the most important thing. Right. Yeah. So you can see someone speaking in tongues then being just as nasty. Yeah. And it confuses you. I'm like, whoa, wait. I thought you were like number two to Jesus. <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> but you got to understand that that is not what God is looking for. You know, but and, and even, you know, 
and even this part about, you know, doing it in the church. No, it's more so that we get understanding and that we understand the scriptures and we understand the things of God. So how can you tell who's in the who's in the father's family and God's family? Do we look alike? Same race, same ethnicity? No, but we should behave alike. Our conduct should be the same. Amen. 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 It should show in the way we behave ourselves. So we should be epistles read of men. So when someone sees us, they should be. Oh, my God, that's a believer. Amen. That's a believer. And the problem that has happened in today's society, people are saying, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but there's no fruit. Amen. So it makes us look fruity, <laughs> look crazy. Like, wait, what? And, and, and please believe me, when you do go outside of what God has told you to do in the body, that the world is going to tear you up. They're going to publicize it. They're going to put it on TV. They're going to put it on the news, you know. And rightfully so. You know, because they're looking for something different in us. When you say you're a Christian, they're looking for that. Okay, you're different. But when they see that you're not different, wait a minute, you're no different than us. What are you talking about? (laughs) You know, so you want to be a part of the family of God. You know, you are accepted. You You are drafted in. And if you have those that are not in the family of God and you love them and you're, you should be praying, interceding for them and believe in God, that God would draw them. So you have a job. You have work to do. You know, I thank God that he drafted me in. I thank God that he pulled me. But I don't know who was praying, but I know somebody was praying. I know somebody was praying for me. I know that at a young age. I got pulled in it in my 20s. So, you know, but does that mean because I've been serving God? Oh, I have bragging rights. I do not. That is not how it works in the kingdom of God. <laughs> it doesn't. You can get saved the same and you have the same rights and privileges as anyone. That's the way God does it. And you can't beat the way God, you know, does things. So when you are around family members, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Thanksgiving, remember who you are in Christ. Remember that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you're not to go back in time. You're not to go back to where you were when you were 16, 15, or even when you were two, or even three. I'm serious. You cannot allow the enemy to take you back in time. You have to stand firm on the things of God and not go backwards. This This is hard, you know. This is deliverance. And, and, and really, so many people get hurt when they go around family members, when they bring up stuff from the past, when they bring up your past or, or they try to box you in and you don't know what to do. You love them, so you just don't know how to respond. Well, you honor them, as the scripture says, for your mother and father, but you don't love them more than God. Get the order. Get the order. Don't love your children more than God. I've said that several times. But once we get the order in place, then we'll see the deliverance that we need to move and do the things that Jesus was able to do. Amen. 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 And that's it.